Welcome to the Slow Road to Better. In this podcast, you'll hear from members of the Stroke Comeback Center in Vienna, Virginia. The members of the show wanted a way to build a bridge of hope and encouragement for other stroke and brain injury survivors with aphasia. By sharing their personal triumphs and failures, they hope to motivate others to never give up. Let's listen in on the slow road to better. Oh my goodness. All right. So everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend? Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. It's good. Good time. All right. I don't have too much to say about how that. Was, how was yours? Mine was awesome. Good. Thanks for asking. What did you do? Uh, nobody cares what I did. Oh, uh, I would like to know how the birthday party was. We got him. He had no idea. Nice. <laughs> That's good. This weekend, didn't you watch the uh, Maryland? I watched two lacrosse. Maryland games. Both the men and the women mm-hmm. win national championships. Yep. Yes, I did. Thanks for asking, Pat. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good day to be a Terp. All right. So, just a few points of business today. I wanted to talk a little bit about June being aphasia awareness month and about it also being do more 24 which is a big deal around here at the center so i wanted to make a plug a shameless plug for any of our listeners if you'd like to help support the center on thursday june 8th for do more 24 24 hours 24 hours donate $24. $24. We don't have any one person who donates a ton to the center. What we have is a lot of donors who give a little bit. Yeah. So last year, we raised over $30,000 for Do More More 24. And we use that for scholarships and basically keeping the door open here at the center. So... If people would like to support the center, that's one way to do it. Um, The other thing is, is I'm offering an opportunity to any of our listeners. If you want to send me a voice message via email, you can use the voice memo in your app. And you want to get your voice out there for Aphasia Awareness Month. I'm happy to edit in people's uh, comments about aphasia and life after stroke and make a part of our podcast. So if you are a stroke survivor and you would like to have your voice be part of this podcast and helping to build a bridge of hope to other survivors, we would love to have your voice join ours. Um, And you can do that by contacting us through our website, which is www.strokecomebackcenter.org. All right. And with that, I thought maybe the topic of how do you all give back after having your stroke and with aphasia? Why? Why do you choose to give back? Well, research, of course. Research. You could participate in research, of course. I tried to go to where I live. It's only like a mile. I can go to a, uh, uh, what's the word, a volunteer. I go to a, uh, I can never say words. It's called a uh, a big building, and that's where people are retired, and they live in a uh, 
really now really nice it's called Vincent Hall and you go there and I just go and um, have all these people are, are military and they retired and I go there and I get to go work with this one guy who's like almost 80 years old and he's a carpenter and we go downstairs and we do all this crazy way beyond what I have any idea what's going on but he's a great guy and so you visit him I help him do the uh, people have like a broken chair or something or they people the people that live there they always have stuff they want to get fixed or whatever and then he knows how to put it back together and everything so oh man that's awesome that's a good deal (laughs) it's pretty nice He's, he's a good guy and what do you do um, to increase awareness of epilepsy? I don't know exactly how to say it, but I knew that uh, when I was after the first six months after I got hurt, um, that's when I had my first seizure. And then I was in Chicago. And then like a couple months later, I was living in a place in L.A. And this, uh, the, I don't know if you guys ever heard of the cure epilepsy. They called my wife and we said, would we do a story? because they're trying to get more people from the military because uh, what happens is people have a uh, explosion like a Humvee or something in uh, Iraq, Afghanistan and then later you, they end up having epilepsy you know and people don't really want to talk about it or whatever reason so I, you know me, I have no problem I'll tell people, sorry, people what happened to me and the problems I have and how I've gotten better that's why I, I I don't have a problem. Yeah, I volunteer at the hospital, the stroke unit. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to volunteer there? Because I am alive. I look at me now. It's the hopeful things. I am helping other stroke survivors out. Do you think other people find your story motivating? I don't know. Honestly, I live in my head. It's other people. I don't know the reactions. Who knows? But Pat's right. It's warning pregnant women having a stroke while... uh, giving birth it's the awareness now who knows i am a bad woman (laughs) (laughs) no you're not a bad woman that's just scary no scary oh omen is that what you said a bad woman omen. (laughs) sorry sorry i misunderstood i misunderstood yeah you have aphasia I might Definitely. have a phage. I've been hanging out with you all too long. <laughs> <laughs> Must be contagious. I don't know. I just think that it's like sitting around with this group and like, like all you guys just think that like you've gotten, you know, we're better and that's great. But you guys don't think that there's more stuff like you guys do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Melissa's like sort of asking, you guys are kind of quiet, but you guys know there's more stuff that you guys do with your kids, you know with their friends, going to the gym, like, oh, and doing all that stuff. And those people are the ones who meet you, and they're the people are like, oh, my gosh, this is great. So that's why they kind of get more involved with their, their job or their life or all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So answer the questions. I mean, 
pretty nice, Pat. I'm telling I'm you. I'm impressed. But it's volunteering. So. But they didn't do it before. They're like, whatever, I'll just get, you know, go to the gym and just, I just want to get huge or whatever. But then they meet you when you go to the gym and they're probably, they're getting more excited, you know? Or you have your friends when you're your job you had before, you know? They come see you and do stuff. That's correct. Some people use their brains better now that they meet people like us and then we've gotten better. We don't quit. Joyce, what about you? How do you give back? Um, three years ago. Sorry, mic adjustment. Um, two years ago, bus and drains all the time. Um, a phaser talk people about a phaser. So just telling people about your stroke and what a phaser is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think that's important. Slug. The slug line. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randy, what about you? I don't do anything. You sure? Yeah. Because obviously... Not true. Uh, I'm a volunteer at the Stroke Comeback Center. Okay. Which has been very uh, helpful for me and helpful for all of my friends. But I've gotten very involved, obviously. Um, exercise is one of the biggest things that I like to do the most. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I've gotten very involved with music therapy as well, which I hate <laughs> because I can't sing. <laughs> and because I have aphasia, my ability to read is a little bit more difficult. It's gotten better, but it's still difficult. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my wife and I, we make donations to the center as well. Uh, we make donations to A Place to Be, which is an incredible place. Absolutely. What's that? Ask him, don't it's, ask me. It's um, located in Middleburg, Virginia. And when they first started doing it, it was for kids, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has grown. Go ahead, Ashley, throw in. Um, music therapy. It's They're very involved with music therapy. Yes. Oh. So uh, we met this gentleman probably three years ago for a stroke support group in um, Inova Loudon Hospital. Oh. And um, we fell in love with him. He fell in love with us. So we started spending a lot of time for music therapy and... Um, that's made a huge difference, and this Saturday we're actually singing at the Kennedy Center. That's really? awesome! Oh wow! That's awesome! Yeah. So. All right, me. You need to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um, what songs do you sing? What songs do we sing, Ashley? Uh, we have one that uh, we made ourselves. Teach your children well, mm-hmm. and uh, we are survivors. Very cool. And um, we are called Different Strokes Strokes with Different different Folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what else do you sing? Or is that the only two songs that are right now? Uh, Justin Timberlake. 
Oh yeah, you popular. do. Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Coldplay with Fix that? It. What is the song it? called? Fix It. Mm-mm. You don't like Coldplay? Oh, I, I, country music versus rock and roll, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, Melissa. Oh, that's all right. I'm too loud. It's all right. It's all right. Randy, okay. Um, okay. Um, he's a good singer. He and no, I mean we and no. Me? No. Yes, we use guitars okay. and um, pianos as well. Okay. Um, sax. We've never had it. Well, I don't think we've ever had a sax player. No. No horn section? No. No. Um, I think you guys all underestimate the amount of giving back that you do for each other. One of the things that other survivors can do that I see a lot around here is just sort of taking people out to eat or just going to get a cup of coffee or how often I see you all offer to take someone to the metro or to drive them home or to drive them here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I see is a few months later or a year later that those people are then giving back to the next person. Now they're driving and they offer to do that for someone else and how much it's just kind of giving each other a hand up. And I think that's what Pat was alluding to is just being there, being mm-hmm. out there in the world to advocate for other people um, to live well with aphasia mm-hmm. is a way to advocate for every other survivor that I can do it. And if I can do it, you can do it. Maybe you don't meet that survivor. You meet their husband or their wife or their brother at the gym. And they go home and say, man, I met this dude at the gym. And would you believe, you know, he's only got one good arm that works, but he's in there working out and he's doing great. Um, Maybe you should do that. So just being a positive role model is a huge way to give back. Um, And that means putting yourself out there sharing your story, which is a lot of what we do here, is sort of the good and bad, the not so good. <laughs> the ugly. Some of the good. ugly. Um, and great. And great. Some of it's really great. Exactly. I, f- I found a f- time, uh, I don't know, it must have been five or s- probably six years ago, <clears throat> when I was still in the, the military, but uh, I was doing PTOT speech and uh, my wife was just like, that's not enough. You need to do, find more to do. So I, I was working with a um, friend for like a, on Wednesday night for, no, no, after lunch. I'd go for like two hours, and we'd go to uh, – I was already at Walter Reed, so we'd go upstairs for people that had gotten hurt in the war and see if they wanted to get – book. they had book bags to give to people. And um, I would just – at a time, I'd give them their uh, book bags with this this one girl I was with. And uh, a lot of times, people would just be like, okay, whatever, you know. But then every once in a while, the person was kind of like me. got messed up in the head and was really messed up. And the person couldn't even talk very good or anything. And they would just – he'd people – some people would just look at me and just be like, why are you here? Why are you talking to me? Because I wouldn't say anything until – unless they asked me what happened to me. And so then I would, um, I would tell the story, what happened to me, where I got shot in the head, you know. 
and then it happened a couple times after that people would come see me like right at lunch and like they were about to leave to go to a different uh place to live where they to get back to norm or whatever and like people would just be like come find me and like one guy he gave me a coin one time it's like one of the coolest things i've ever seen and it's just interesting because i have no idea it's about the it's one of i can't say the words <laughs> i know what it is but it's i can't challenge coin right 20 23 what is the one from the uh it's from the bible something on there and it says something on there with the the shadows something i can't say the word i this guy this guy gave it to me to say thank you cuz when he was in the hospital and he got like i said he missed the part of his his brain like me or whatever and he didn't know what to do and he couldn't think of you know he should i quit or should i try to try to get better if i can and this whole thing and i was telling him i was like man i got i got better and you know i decided i wasn't going to quit and even I couldn't even talk back in the day, and then but I saw him like not even two months later, and he was like could w- walk, that's awesome. talk, because that's, that's a yeah. big deal. That's mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that I realize a lot around here that often you don't know what impact you have on people. I think it's everybody here. You know, so I don't think you ever know your impact on someone else. So that was really nice that. He recognized it for you. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I got lucky, and I still I kept up my coins because it always, back in the day, I'd always lose them <laughs> when I was in the Army way before. But now I, we saved them all. So. And don't you think, Joyce, all your grandkids are going to have a different view about stroke and aphasia because yes. of the time they spent with you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Layla... Um, Grandma, I can't. I mean, um, Grandma, you, um, you speak, um, stroke. Yeah. So she recognizes Mm -hmm. that you're talking isn't exactly right. Yep. Yep. She still understands what you're Mm -hmm. saying. Grandma might have had a stroke, but she still goes out and dances her butt off. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's kind of awesome. What a different perspective she'll have. Um, oh, growing okay. up and hmm. everybody pretty much knows somebody who's had a stroke so somewhere along the way one of Leila's friends grandma or someone is going to have a stroke and she's going to be like you can still get better you can still live your life you can live well with aphasia wow you know you can get out there and do your thing um uh, exercising Walking. Yeah. Dancing. Yeah. Dancing. Mm-hmm. So you can do more with your 24. I like how I got that in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we are going to wrap it up. Does anybody have anything else? No, no, no. All right. Then we are going to wrap up this episode of Slow Road to Better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And just as a reminder, one last shameless plug. Do more 24 on June 8th. If you can support the center, $24. Um, $24, we would be most, most appreciative. 
Right. Thanks. That's See it. Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion, is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen.